bitterness of years. Take this key, give enlargement to this swain, bring him festinately hither. I must employ him in a letter to my love. Master, will you win your love with a French brawl? How meanest thou, brawling in French? <laughs> no, my complete master. But to jig off a tune at the tongue's end, canary to it with your feet, humor it with turning up your eyelids, <sighs> sigh a note, <sighs> and sing a note, <sighs> sometime through the throat as if you swallowed love with singing love. <sighs> Sometimes through the nose, as if you snuffed up love by smelling love. <laughs> These are compliments. These are humors. How hast thou purchased this experience? By my penny of observation. But oh, but oh! The hobby horse is forgot. Callest thou my love hobby horse? No, master. The hobby horse is but a colt, and your love perhaps a hackney. But... Have you forgot your love? Almost I had. Negligent student, learn her by heart. By heart and in heart, boy. And out of heart, master. All those three I will prove. What wilt thou prove? By heart you love her, because your heart cannot come by her. In heart you love her, because your heart is in love with her. And out of heart you love her, being out of heart that you cannot enjoy her. Oh, oh I am all these three. And three times as much more, and yet nothing at all. Fetch hither the swain. He must carry me a letter. A message well sympathized. A horse to be ambassador for an ass. Ha ha ha! What sayest thou? Mary, sir, you must send the ass upon the horse, for he is very slow-gated. But I go. The way is but short. Away. As swift as lead, sir. The meaning, pretty ingenious. Is not lead a metal, heavy, dull, and slow? Minnie-may, honest master. Or rather, master, no. I say lead is slow. You are too swift, sir, to say so. Is that lead slow, which is fired from a gun? Sweet smoke of rhetoric! He reputes me a cannon. And the bullet, that's he. I shoot thee at the swain. <laughs> Something, and I flee. A most acute juvenile. Voluble and free of grace. By thy favor, sweet welkin, I must sigh in thy face. Most rude melancholy, valor gives thee place. Ow! My herald has returned. A wonder, master. Here's a costard broken in a shin. Some enigma, some riddle. Come, thy l'envoie, begin. No enema! No! No riddle! No l'envoi! No salve in the mail, sir! No l'envoi! No l'envoi! No salve, sir! By virtue, thou enforcest laughter! Thy silly thought, my spleen, the heaving of my lungs provokes me to ridiculous smiling! Oh, pardon me, my stars! Doth the inconsiderate take salve for l'envoi, and the word l'envoi for a salve? Do the wise think them other? Is not l'envoi a salve? No, page. It is an epilogue, or discourse, to make plain some obscure precedence that hath tofore been sane. I will example it. The fox, the ape, and the humble bee, 
were still at odds, being but three. There's the moral. Now the l'envoi. I will add the l'envoi. Say the moral again. The fox, the ape, and the humble bee were still at odds, being but three. Until the goose came out of door and stayed the odds by adding four. Now will I begin your moral and do you follow with my l'envoi. The fox, the ape, and the humble bee were still at odds, being but three. Until the goose came out the door, staying the odds by adding four. A good l'envoi ending in the goose. Would you desire more? The boy hath sold him a bargain. A goose, that's flat. Sir, your pennyworth is good and your goose be fat. To sell a bargain well is as cunning as fast and loose. Let me see. A fat l'envoi. Hi, that's a fat goose. Come hither, come hither. How did this argument begin? By saying that a costard was broken in a shin, then called you for the l'envoi. True. Thus came your argument in. Then the boy's fat l'envoi, the goose that you bought, and he ended the market. But, but tell me, how was there a costard broken in a shin? I will tell you sensibly. Thou hast no feeling of it, moth. Ooh. I will speak that l'envoi. I, costard, running out that was safely within, fell over the threshold and broke my shin. We will talk no more of this matter. Till there be more matter in the shin. I give thee thy liberty, and in lieu thereof, impose on thee nothing but this. Bear this significant. To the country made Jaquaneta. There is remuneración. Moth, follow. Like the sequel, I, Senor Costard, adieu. Now will I look to his remuneración. Remuneración! Oh, that's a Latin word for three farthings. Three farthings. Remuneración. What's the price of this inkle? Uh, one penny? No, I'll give you a remuneración. <laughs> Why, it carries it. Remuneración. Why, it is a fairer name than French crown. I will never buy and sell out of this word. Oh, my good knave Costard, exceedingly well met. Right, you, sir. How much carnation ribbon may a man buy for a remuneración? What is a remuneración? Mary, sir, half penny farthing. Why, then, three farthing worth of silk. I thank you, worship. God be with you. Stay. I must employ thee. As thou wilt win, my favour, good my knave, do one thing for me that I shall entreat. When would you have it done, sir? This afternoon. Well, I will do it, sir. Fare you well. Thou knowest not what it is. I shall know, sir, when I have done it. By villain, thou must know first. I will come to your worship tomorrow morning. It must be done this afternoon. Hark. It is but this. The princess comes to hunt here in the park, and in her train there is a gentle lady. When tongues speak sweetly, then they name her name, and Rosaline they call her. Ask for her, and to her white hand see thou do commend this sealed-up counsel. There's thy garden. Go. Garden? Oh, sweet garden! Better than remuneration. Eleven pence farthing better. Most sweet garden. I will do it, sir. In print. Garden.
remuneration. And I, forsooth in love, I, that have been love's whip, a very beadle to a humorous sigh, a critic, nay, a night watch constable, a domineering pedant o'er the boy, than whom no mortal so magnificent. This wimpled, whining, purblind, wayward boy, this senior, junior, giant dwarf, Dan Cupid, regent of love rhymes, lord of folded arms, the anointed sovereign of sighs and groans, dread prince of plackets, king of codpieces, my little heart, and I to be a corporal of his field. What? I love, I sue, I seek a wife, a woman, that is like a German clock, still a repairing, ever out of frame, nay, to be perjured, which is worst of all, and among three, to love the worst of all. A whitely wanton with a velvet brow, with two pitchballs stuck in her face for eyes, and I to sigh for her, to watch for her, to pray for her, go to. It is a plague that Cupid will impose for my neglect of his almighty dreadful little might. Well, I will love, write, sigh, pray, sue, and groan. Some men must love my lady, and some Joan.